Good evening, everybody. Our special guest tonight is a returning guest, one who I greatly adore, uh, Mikey Taylor, uh, professional skateboarder, entrepreneur extraordinaire, uh, social media guru. I think that's pretty, that's fair, don't <laughs> that's, you? And and uh, also uh, your business is Commune Capital, so you're you're also into kind of real estate development, mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. stuff. And tell everybody how old you are, because they can tell you're younger than me just by looking at you. Uh, I'm 38. 38? Yep. <laughs> I mean, you've had a whole lifetime in 38 years. I've had a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very old in the skateboard o- world. Older. I'm older in the skateboard world. Yeah, well, I guess uh, 38 in the skateboard world is like ancient. It's ancient. It's ancient. Yeah. And then in, in real time, I'm... I'm, I still got some time. Yeah. <laughs> some time Skate, skateboard is like dog years, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I, I wanted I, tonight what I wanted to do with everybody, because we've never really been able to touch on this, is not only do I want you to talk about commune capital, but I want you to share with everybody the intricacies of sho- social media. Because, mm. you know, I, 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 and I've said this in previous uh, live streams where I, I don't really have a clue on it. Mm. And, even this, even this social uh, platform, social media platform we've gotten through YouTube as we've done this channel, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's been organic. And you commented about that early on that, I mean, it's remarkable, the growth. But we never started. And, and still, I, I could care less if it grows. I, we've always done it for the congregation and people who want to know about what we're dealing with. And folks have tuned in. I've never done it for the sake of growing it there's no monetized aspect to it. We don't throw out a net asking for donations. We don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. It, it really is sincerely an opportunity for people to grow in the aspect of what I call the ecclesia, the, the, the public square yeah. where folks like you, and then we had Denny Weinberg and, and just how people are reaching industry yeah. and the world for Christ. So, but yet part of that ecclesia is social media. Yeah. I, I may, I may not know a lot about it. You're light years ahead of me. But what I appreciate is you've never really sought to monetize it like most people have because you can make big money on social media. And you're on Instagram. Uh, do, you, do you do Facebook? I'm, I'm on, yeah, all of them. Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, TikTok, all of them. But TikTok is your latest. TikTok's the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and some people are a little, you know, apprehensive about it. I get it. But yeah. in the meantime, you're using it for good and you're, yeah. you're tempting things. But Share with me the insights on all that. Why don't you monetize, um, and how do you monetize on social media? For somebody who wants to get started, somebody who wants to build this, talk to me about that. Look at me like somebody who's interested, vaguely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it it comes down to goals, right? What your personal goal is for the platform, and then based on that goal, you apply your strategy. Now, do you know guys that... And gals that monetize it I, and make a fortune? I'm, I'm friends with people that do it all. I'm okay. friends with people that use it for the social aspect that I think it was created for. I have friends that make a living specifically off there. A good living. Oh, I have friends that make a lot of money off it. Yeah. Y- you, can, you can go that, that route. I, I've got friends that do the same. You have people that use it just to communicate a message. I think that would be similar to our church. It's yep. just how can we get out to more people. Right. Uh, and then the approach I took was, and it happened organically for me, but when I was skating, uh, companies would only advertise us once or twice a year because when they would sponsor us, they'd sponsor maybe 12 other skaters and we could only be advertised in magazines. So you would get one ad one issue, each one month. Ad, yeah. 
split up between 12 people. So I get one ad per year for every sponsor I had, right? It's not that consistent to get me out there. So when social media hit, it was like, oh my gosh, I can build this and I don't have to wait once a year for a company to promote me. I can just promote myself. Right. And that was like my original plan at it was just like, and, I can put out more. But, but the, and, and, and that once a month split between multiple skaters, you, you'd, you'd be a, you'd be a walking billboard. You'd have to wear their outfits, all their gear, so, their label, the whole bit. And after a while, it almost... So this, so this was a, this was a, a eight-year exper- experiment for me, right? I was just trying to have more people see my skating. It, it, it was that simple in the beginning. Like, tricks were so hard for me that I was like, I want everybody to see this trick. I did it, right? I did it. So I start building social media just for that uh, fact alone. But then the challenge with with my industry and what scared me was companies paid me to wear their product while I was relevant. And when I was no longer relevant, uh, no more money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Crickets. It's exactly. So, yeah. so I went through this time of like trying to figure out how to continue my revenue stream at a place where I wasn't that good at skateboarding anymore. It wasn't relevant. And, and this, is, this is after you got married and you got kids yes. and you're like, yes, oh, I man. waited a long time. What do I do? That's right. So I basically, I started creating social media to be seen, started companies so that I could make money after my career ended and then realized, oh my gosh, I have this like, I have this platform. What if I introduce the companies I'm building on my social media. And then I saw that just ramp up growth on it. And it was like, you just, you just, you just picked it up one day. You just saw it as a, as a a young guy. You kind of, you kind of grew up with the internet. You grew up with social media. Uh, You, you remember the Facebook beginnings and all that. And, and so it just naturally occurred to you or did you have to go to a class? How did it? No, I just, I just picked it up and started figuring it out. And, yeah. you know, the first however long I was terrible at it. And then, you, you, you know, you, you get your grind. But, but a lot of it in the beginning, like, there's people that have strategies to grow, like, an Instagram, right? I didn't know that. But because I was a known pro skateboarder, I was able to bypass some of that stuff because people already knew who I was. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have to learn the strategies until I was no longer a pro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the yeah. weight of who I was wasn't big enough to carry on the things I didn't know. Now, you're, you do YouTube? Uh, I do YouTube for our company. YouTube has been the one that I didn't attack on uh, when I think I should have because I think YouTube is one of the most powerful platforms. Uh, so my YouTube so, is the so smallest. I've, I've actually succeeded better than you in YouTube? or am I... I still have more subscribers Dang than it. you. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't, I, that's the one platform I don't spend enough time on. Yeah. Our company, we do. For me personally, I'm falling off on it. D- tell me about the company. Uh, Commune Capital. What, how, where'd you come up with that name? It sounds, it sounds kind of <laughs> interesting. It's really cool. So, uh, well... Oh, and, and when you say commune capital, it's not like a bunch of hippies. No. Although it, it is appealing to a younger generation. It, it, well, okay. So basically in skateboarding and, and why I was so attracted to skateboarding was there was this really deep community aspect to it. Like when, when, you, when we would go skateboarding, it, we it, would go out with all of our friends. And, and the world didn't understand you, but you understood each other. Yes. Yeah. yeah it was like, it, it was really cool. And we'd hype each other up. There was no like... I'm going to do the best trick. It was how can we encourage all, everyone around us to do their best trick, right? Yeah. So there was this community element. 
And then when my career ended, it was like the most isolating feeling for me because I was so used to being around all my friends and which felt like family and it was gone. And so when I came up with the idea to do the, do the company, I knew I wanted some type of community aspect to what I was building because I, I had that for so long and it was special. And so when I was coming up with names, uh, there was this clothing company maybe 12 years ago called Commune. Commune Clothing, it was inside of skateboarding. It was so cool. Uh, and it, it didn't make it. It was a little too ahead of its time. And so I was like, you know what? What about Commune? There was that old brand. I want to build something focused around community. And then I looked and nobody had the name. So I That's grabbed great. it. Yeah. And, 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 and tell me what you do with it. How's it work? The company? Yeah. So as a pro athlete, uh, we're passion driven, right? Like we have a career that that was created off a love of skateboarding in my in my case. Yeah, you do it whether you got paid or not. That's right. Yeah. But then you start making money. Yeah. And then it becomes your career and then you have a lifestyle and then you really start becoming concerned on what life after your sport looks like. And we all know kind of athletes do not do this transition well. The majority of us go broke. And so in that process, uh, I got connected with somebody that helped kind of teach and educate me when it came to finance and then helped put together a strategy that was actually going to help this transition. I know who you're speaking of and that guy's really cool. Really cool. So basically from a young age, he started telling me this message. He was like, okay, look, your career is going to end, but what can we do now so that once your career ends, you're doing something bigger than the career you once had. And I was like, yes, of course I want oh, that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to just like my career ends and I just like disappear into like, you know. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, I didn't want that. And I didn't want to spend the rest of my life talking about this one moment in time, yeah. right? And so I had him come in, helped me completely change the trajectory of where my future was heading. And then when my career ended, I really saw the benefits and blessings of having him. And so it was this idea that I had somebody really come into my life and help me. How could I do that? Replicate what, his name's Randy, what yep. Randy did for me to other people inside my world. And what's funny is I did a, a for the seven pillars. Why can't of, we talk about him? Can we say We can't talk about him. So remember the seven pillars of influence? Yeah. So this is a funny story. You, uh, you guys had somebody set to speak on business and Jen and I are in the Sunday morning service and you ran up to me you're like, hey, you're speaking tonight. The guy canceled. And I was like, Oh, okay. My career had just ended, right? And so I get up there and, and I'm going through this interview with Mark and Mark goes, so what are you going to do next? And I didn't know, I didn't know I was going to do commune. And I'm, I'm telling him like, you know what? I really want to do something to help athletes. Like, I, I don't know if it's going to be financially focused or what. And I went back and, and, and was having this conversation with Jen, like, oh my gosh, it's like I was discovering this idea that night when I was talking about it. And then that led into me starting a company that had two components of it. One was on the education side because I had Randy come in and taught me about it. And then he also had opportunity that he let me participate in with him when it comes to getting my money to work so that I had passive income coming in. Because you had just done like what, Archer Beer and a couple things like- I had sold St. Archer. St. Archer, yeah. Yep, so we had started a craft brewery. Uh, We ended up selling it. and then with this idea, it was like, I had somebody that taught me and then I had somebody that let me partner with him on deals. So I wanted both components 
And so I created a company that basically replicated what Randy did for me. We educate people on financial literacy. Tell everybody who Randy is. So Randy Sonata uh, is my biggest mentor uh, and is now my partner. When I had this idea. He's a really cool dude. Super cool dude. Super cool dude. Uh, When I had this idea, uh, I brought it to him. I had the whole business plan, the, the whole thing. And I put it on the desk. I'm like, all right, dude. Was it on a napkin or? No, no, no. I had the whole thing designed. <laughs> I was like, okay, dude, this is what I want to do. And I was expecting him to kind of help educate me on what it was going to look like. And he kind of looked at me. He's like, hey, look, dude, we've known each other 20 years. We helped you put together St. Archer. Uh, it was incredibly successful. Why don't we talk about doing this one together? Instead of me just like telling you what to go do and you go, you know, find the people to help you build it out. We're already these people. And so that conversation led to us creating a company. And so the person who came into my life when I was 19, I then started a business with 16 years later Amazing. to replicate what he did in my life for other people around us. And, and you've, you've had that chance to really pour into some oh, really cool people. It, it, yes. And the cool part is I'm now experiencing this like on the other side of the feeling you get when you actually help somebody. Yeah. And you see that bless them. It's, it's rewarding. This comes right back to what I was saying to Denny Weinberg, this idea of ecclesia mm. that, you know, we, we've relegated it to the, 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 the improper definition is, is church, but the real word is public square engaging in the culture. Yeah. And we've relegated the body of Christ to the four walls of what we call the church, yeah. which it, it's, it's ruined everything. While we've been busy doing church the secular left has dominated the ecclesia, the public square. And now you're engaging, bringing these principles of, of mentorship, discipleship, pouring into them honesty, you know, managing a, a company in a manner that is honest and trustworthy. Yeah. And all these things are being poured into another group of guys, just like Randy did with you. Yeah. I, I that to me is, and, you said something early on uh, this evening when you commented, I didn't want my skateboarding career to be something that was all, all I would get is to look back and go, I remember when. Yeah. And forgive me um, because I didn't know the man. Uh, but I, and I, and I seldom go on social media, but when I do it, you know, I'll, like I'll check out your yeah. site. And the last time I remember going on, it was the anniversary of a death of a friend of yours here in Newberry Park, Thousand Oaks, who was a skater who was renowned, who passed. Uh, Van Wastel? Yeah. Mm. Say his name again. Van Wastel. Van Wastel. And apparently bigger than life. I don't know who he was. I didn't know the industry. But I saw that he had an enormous impact and he was a friend. Mm. And he's remembered fondly. Mm-hmm. But that really would have been all you would have had was everyone looking back going, man, I remember that guy. Yeah. And, and it's almost as though you've taken it into a, a realm where you're helping young people who are in that industry, not to just be remembered for a moment in time, but to be able to sow seeds that will reap a harvest yeah. in the later seasons of their life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like... T- tell me about that guy, Van. So Van was, if it's who I think you're talking about, uh, Van was the first friend I met when, I, when my parents moved to Newberry Park. And I came from Agora, and I just started skating out there, but there was no one that good at skateboarding. We moved to Newbury Park, and Newbury Park had, like, 
this little skate scene, and the kids out here were incredible. It, it was the first time I experienced somebody skating and doing the tricks that were in the movies, yeah, in the skate films, yeah. And I met Van, and his his brother Kurt was a pro snowboarder. Van was just gifted. He, it, it was like it, how how fluently we walk is how Van skateboarded. Wow. It was just like meant to be. And he was my first friend. And then when we started skateboarding, he was the person that I wanted to be as good as. So he would do something and I'd try to do it as well. And, and so we basically ended up getting into the industry. We both turned pro. It was like this, this childhood friendship that, you know, ended up, we moved into the same career, which is like, just doesn't happen. How did he die? He fell out of a, his hotel window in Europe on a skate trip. Wow. Yeah. That was really, really sad. Devastating. Yeah. Was he married, kids? Anything? No, he was young. What happened? Is his family still in town? Family still in town? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it happened at the same day as my father-in-law's birthday. Mm. We were driving to my, my father-in-law to celebrate him and we got, I got the call on the way. So it's like one of those bittersweet days, you know, but he was, uh, yeah, he was one of those rare examples that it wasn't a trained talent. It was just a, a gift. He could just do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Folks like that come along. I know. Few and far between. That's right. That's right. And he had a huge impact on you. Huge impact. As, as a friend. Just. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're, he, he was the, look, when, you're, when you have somebody that you're trying to be as good as, if it weren't for him, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have become who I was because I was just searching to, or just like trying to, you know, be just as good as, as, as him, you know? And a lot of ways, like, you know, you don't think something's possible until somebody else does it. And that was him for me. It was like he would do a rail that I didn't think was possible. And once I saw him do it, I was like, oh, somebody could do it. And then I'd eventually do it. I, I don't want to bring up maybe something you would be uncomfortable bring talking about. Well, but my, my thought is, at that age, was, was there a presence of looking? I, I mean, I, when I was young, when, that, when I was that age skating, I, I didn't think about eternity. Mm. There, there wasn't a lot of conversations about the Lord mm-hmm. when I was young, but how about with you guys? Was that? Well, my, it's fun. So I didn't grow up in the church. I know that. I, I became I, a Christian. I appreciated your wedding. Yeah, that's day. right. So, but what, but what's interesting, I became a Christian before I started skateboarding, but it, it, it wasn't, I didn't know that much. I became a Christian when I was like nine. Yeah. And then from nine to like 20, uh, went to church regularly, uh, lived my life like, you know, I, I think in a way that would glorify God. Then I became a pro and then I was challenged because now I was in a world that yeah. was very yeah. far from yeah. it. And then kind of as I got older, uh, thank God I had this moment where I was like him looking at me going, where, where are you at, man? So I, I kind of had this thing come full circle yeah, when I was process. hanging out with Van, uh, I was thinking about eternity for sure. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, we had a lot of friends pass away when we were young. So it was, uh, I, I thought about it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Newberry Park's an interesting place. I mean, a lot of actresses, actors, yeah. act, actresses come out of here. Yeah. The skate scene was, it's, it's really kind of a, an interesting place. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's, it's, uh, it's not the, the premier spot of Thousand Oaks, but it, it, it certainly has been a very significant part of Thousand that's right. Oaks. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, um, now let, let's get back to the social media side okay. because you, you don't monetize it. 
and I know there's there's like this. I thought they I don't see it, but it's just, no, it's not. It's just a little fly every single oh, night. Oh, is that a fly? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It just comes to visit. Oh, he's just hanging. Yeah. He just wants us to know he's there. Yeah. He's drawn to the lights. With the, with, with the monetizing side of it, you've avoided it, avoided it, but you've built your business on it. And, and why is it now that, you know, granted, you've got a huge Instagram following, but now you're kind of leaning towards TikTok. And mm. I know that that's controversial. And, mm. and, and, and I'm not involved in it, so I, I can't make a judgment statement. I know that the Chinese, they, they probably own you and, you know, know everything about you. And that's your problem, not mine. Yeah. But, but tell me, why TikTok? What, what's, what's that median that's really booming for you? So, okay, so when it comes to these platforms, you have a platform that comes up. It's the relevant platform. And it's at a time where the company's trying to grow it as well. So they incentivize growth, right? So for me, it was like Facebook was the big one. And then kind of Twitter happened. And then Instagram happened. And as these new ones popped up, that was where the new kids were, Yeah. right? And then once the, the platform gets large, they usually try to monetize the platform and then they change the dynamic, the algorithm changes, yeah. right? So for Instagram, it was like, yeah, this is the place to be. I'm going to grow it, grow it, grow it. And then they changed the algorithm and now it's essentially a business card, right? And then TikTok comes along. All the new kids are on TikTok. They're incentivizing growth. So when you're, so for my purpose, I have two purposes for social media. One, I want the content I create to be seen before it was skateboarding, now it's more on financial literacy. Right. So I want people to see it. So I'm going to go to a platform that incentivizes views. And then two, I have a business and I want my business to be seen as well. So I'm always looking for the new platform that is encouraging growth because now my message is getting out to more people. What's on the horizon? What's after TikTok? I don't know. Because Facebook is, you know, that's like, so that's it, dinosaur. So it is, but, but it's powerful when it comes to ad advertising. Right, the the digital marketing side of Facebook and Instagram are still very powerful. So we use them to advertise. But as far as organic, like what you're doing on on YouTube, right? Pure organic growth. You can't really do that on Instagram anymore. Can't do it on Facebook. YouTube, it's really hard to do. So just so you know, you've got something very significant happening because you're breaking through organically on a platform that's hard to do. That TikTok, very easy to do. I mean, you could have somebody who is, no one knows who they are. They could have five followers, put out a video, and they have a million views on it. Yeah, it happened with my it. son. I mean, and, and a couple of folks just, and, and you just do something that's really kind of clever. The boom. dog face. Yeah. 420 dog face. Yeah. Did you see him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> changed his life. Yeah, boom. Just like that. One video changed his life. He, millionaire now. Just everything changes. One video. How do they monetize that on TikTok? So there's kind of a few different ways you can do it. One... On TikTok and YouTube, they do, uh, they pay you to be on it. So the more views you get, the more money you make. You don't even have to do anything. Just be on it. Uh, or you can do brand deals. So, Which you refuse to do because you're tired of being a billboard. Yeah, and I have a, I have a different goal. Yeah. I want to build my business, yeah. right? Yeah, you pay yourself <laughs> to put the brand out yes. there. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so you can have brands that will pay you to wear their product which is what most influencers do. And as you can see, I'm not wearing anything that belongs to anyone. Exactly. So, you know, if I was, I'm, I wear commune stuff, but yeah. if I didn't, maybe I'd have like a Nike yeah. shirt on. I'm getting paid for that. That's what most people do. And then how I approach it is I use my platform to market the brands I own. Yeah. So it's the long play. It's the long game. I don't maybe make as much on the front end, but back end, I think I will. With, with what you've witnessed with what we've done here, and, and I mean, it really has been, 
and I, I don't know if you know this, and I, I don't know if I've told the story to folks. Uh, it's, it's kind of an odd one. Um, you'll, you'll get a kick out of it. And being an elder of the church, I, you might as well learn this one. I, I was in Dallas, Texas uh, at a couple's house. We'd been their guests and Michelle and I were there. And there were two people, and I won't say who they are because I don't want to, yeah. but they're, Calvary Chapels, uh, we believe, we're charismatic. We believe the gifts are for today, but we're, we kind of keep them in the closet. I, I don't know <laughs> how else to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> but these, the, 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 they were two couples. I know uh, husband and wife, you know the story. Do, it's good. And then a, a wife and her husband. And the, the wife was the prophetess. And then over on this couple, the husband in, in this relationship was the prophet kind of thing. And they, they go around and they prophesy over people. I call it kind of like um, Christian fortune telling. I, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. And I, I'm not into it. Candidly, folks will get frustrated with me, but I, I'm just, I, I, that's, that's who I am. Yeah. And at the time I was, um, I think I was mayor of the city. And during the course of dinner, kind of concluded and they say, you know, can we, pro- can we prophesy over you? What are you going to say? No. Yeah. It's like, can I pray over you? It's like, okay. You know, so the first, the, the guy goes and he starts prophesying over me. And I, I don't remember a word he said. Candidly speaking, I don't remember what he said. The lady goes to prophesy and the hostess says, let's record this so you can listen to it later. Well, I'm in office. It's going to be recorded. I want to make sure that it's not weird. So I'm listening and she starts prophesying over me. I don't think much of it. Yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. It's been recorded, done. I'm mayor. I then go into my council session here and I'm, I'm in Anaheim at a pastor's event. I'm sitting with, after that we, Charlie Kirk and I go have a meal together across the street because he hadn't eaten and I hadn't. And he's sitting here and I'm sitting there and we're talking and there's a friend of mine, uh, Tom, you know him. Mm-hmm. And, and Charlie says, Rob, you've really got to get on the internet. You got to get into social media because that's Charlie's world. Yeah. Although he just got bumped out of Twitter, which... Uh, crazy but but he's telling me this i'm like whatever you know charlie i don't even know the elbow from my earlobe i don't know and he goes no you really got to i go okay what he goes you got to do video you got to get on and i said we don't even have any video gear and he goes it's not a big investment he told me kind of what it was and i said well okay what's the entry level fee on that And he throws out a number i'm like it's kind of tight right now i'll take it to the elders at which point tom he was fiddling over in the corner and he slides a check over and he says, you can ask the elders or you can cash that. And it wasn't an enormous amount. I mean, a good, good amount, but it wasn't anything like shocking. I'm like, wow, all right. And, and he's like, you need to be, you need to do that. And, and, and as he gave me the check, I was thinking, the lady who prophesied over me, there's something about that. So we, we get the breakfast the next morning and the hostess who recorded me was at the breakfast table. I go, do you have that recording? She says, yeah, she slides it over. And I play it for Charlie and Tom. And she basically said, You're, there, there's going to be someone who's going to buy the video equipment for you. And you're going to go national. And you're going to have a, a, a platform that's going to explode across the country. And I, and I remember saying, going, who wouldn't want to hear that? You know, it's like, whatever. And then she said something along the lines of, you'll have influence in, in Hollywood, both in music and film. I'm like, she doesn't know where Thousand Oaks is. It ain't anywhere near Hollywood. Because we were in Dallas. Yeah. I thought she was just making it up. 
And as soon as that happened, then COVID hits, we run this YouTube channel yeah. just to help our, our shut-ins, our, our folks that are, yeah. you know, in assisted living facilities. And, and now, you know, subscriptions, it's gone through the roof. Some of these things have had 50,000 views. But I was with Eric Metaxas in Charlotte, North Carolina. Eric Metaxas. And two people come up and they go, I'm with him. I'm like, oh, here, one of your groupies is coming over. They come over and they go, are you Rob McCoy? <laughs> <laughs> and Eric's looking at me like, what the, hey, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm finding where we're going, we're getting exposure. And it's, I mean, we, we got a black felt, black drop, one camera, yeah. no angles, no zoom, just people talking. But what I've come to realize is it's grown because it's content. Yeah. I mean, people want content. Well, Okay, I, I, I want to ask you a question, but they want content, but they want good content. I got you. Right. Uh, on the That's prof- what I meant on the, by content. On the, on the prophecy stuff, right? Like, and I heard the video. You played it for church one day. Okay. It's freaky. It is. It's freaky. What's your view on it? It's like you had somebody tell you essentially what, they, what was going to happen, and then it kind of just happened. Uh, are there still prophets? Can people prophecy? Yeah. Prophesy? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. My hesitation. You can't tell who's. No, no, it's not that. God gives gifts to bring glory to his name. Mm. And when you have these gifts, people start running after the gifts more than they run after the giver mm. of the gifts. That's well said. And, and it's, it's, it can be very manipulative. And the two folks, I didn't find them manipulative. I, I found them sincere. Mm. But I'm always suspect because I'm a shepherd and I'm looking out for wolves. Yeah. It's the way I'm wired. Yeah. I don't despise the gifts. I'm just I got it. cautious. I got it. And my life is, I've operated apart from that. And I was grateful that they, they prayed over me or prophesied or however you want to do it. But it's, it's not anything that changes my, my direction. I got it. I, I'm, I'm not going to waver. I got it. So... It was, I will say at this point, it's, it's profound yeah. in, the, in the encouragement that it's brought in a season that's been very challenging. Yeah, I agree. I totally and agree. I didn't realize it would explode because of the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm being fined and threatened with arrest yeah. and all the other stuff. I, I didn't want to become popular for that. I didn't seek to. Yeah. We literally started this just to encourage people. Yeah. I, I, and I think, the best, I think the best part about it is. You've been doing the same thing as long as I've known you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then it was just all of a sudden it happened. It, I, I think that's why you're seeing it grow the way it is. Sometimes there's people that are doing their thing that have a message. And then that message is meant for this moment in time. And that's, that's what I think we're, we're experiencing. I'll, I'll, I'll share with you a prophetic word mm. that I gave to you when we were in Israel. Oh, and, and, and just the, the simple aspect that I knew that your life would take a turn. Mm. I, I actually told you when we sat across from each other at the dinner table. Now, mm. that, that's not in the same vein as what they did. But mm. I, I said to you, it will revolutionize and change your life. Yeah, which it did. And I, and I knew it would. I, I had that clear burden. I knew it had to happen. And I don't think you realized, but I knew. No, I had no clue. And, and that, 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 was, that was a prophetic statement. Yeah. I, wasn't, I, I wasn't trying to sell you on a trip. I didn't need any more people on the trip. Yeah. I mean, even how the, how the trip came, to, came about, it, it was, was... It was crazy. I fought it the whole time. I fought it for 10 years. Yeah. 
I mean, you know the story. It's like, but it, it was it, it, it was revolutionary for one thousand percent. It was it was a and, and not just for me. It was it, it was it was this moment in time where it made such a large impact in my life at the same time as Jen's, and it was. I, I mean, dude, it it it's been insane ever since yeah. it's been two years. And I feel like the two years there's been so much change that that change in two years have been greater than the last 20 years. It's been crazy. So all that to say what I experienced at that yeah. dining room table is the same thing that happened at your dining room table. Yeah. I just had a different way of going about it. I didn't say, Hey, uh, can I prophesy over you? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I just yeah. told you what the Lord told me to tell yeah. you. You got to yeah. go to Israel. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I'm glad you listened. <laughs> Well, no, I'm glad you listened. <laughs> well, you know what, though? If you wouldn't have said it, I wouldn't have gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, we, we, we've been, and maybe we're wrong on this, but mm. we've been kind of looking at the average views um, mm. time-wise on, on the YouTube. And I hate doing that. I actually don't even, I don't even want the, the data. I, I just want to do what we do. Mm. But everyone says you, you go longer than 30 minutes, everyone tunes out. I, I don't know that that's true but we've been kind of shortening it to 30 minutes in the evenings and we're at 30 minutes, which just flew like that. So I, I if you want to keep talking, man, I'm, I'm happy to en- engage you in any way you want. Is there, is there something on your heart you want to share? Hmm. Or maybe I've question. drained you already. No, I, anytime I get to spend with you, I, I try to capture it. Yeah. We haven't had a chance to connect. No, it's been busy lately. No, I know. Well, fill me in on everything going on with you. Uh, heading to North Carolina, uh, did you, you saw the yes, the non-essential? What you saw that you didn't see that live. You watched it. No, I the, took the girls to the lake, a little yeah. daddy-daughter trip. Went yeah, to but, Lake Mojave, uh, and then I watched it Sunday night. And and you you said you really liked it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I love I mean, dude, it, it, you were on fire too. <laughs> when it ended up, Jen and I just looked at each other like we just love him. That that crowd was crazy. That's what my parents were there. Oh yeah, my parents were there said the same thing. It, there was just there was energy. That's I mean, what my parents I, said. I knew they'd erupt. I just felt it. Yeah. It's like they were waiting for permission. And yeah. I, it was, I said, when I said we the people. I had to yeah. like shout it. Yeah. I knew they were ready. <laughs> so like, good. Ah. Uh, and then uh, spontaneous, you know, USA. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, was I was going to try to do the dance. But yeah, I, <laughs> I love the, when you walked off. <laughs> that was good. Oh, that was good. Well, you and your wife, you've, you've enjoyed this season. Obviously, um, where the church has gone, you were instrumental when we made that decision to remain open. Hmm. Uh, you're, you're one of the elders. Hmm. So when we had to face that, Going up against the county, you know, Michelle and I had to count the costs, you yeah. know, lose our house yeah. and IRS and, yeah. you know, and go out to your car and a little note in your windshield saying, good luck starting your car, all yeah. that crap. Yeah. And, and, it, and that's a fair word for a pastor to say, because yeah. that's what it is. The Apostle Paul said, dung, same word. Uh, and then we took it to the kids and they're used to it. So they were, got it. I got that one. Hey-o. He's gone. Bye-bye. So the, the kids got it and they were in. And then I took it to the staff and the staff was all set to go. And then I took it to the elders. And you remember that meeting? There were 15 of us. I was scared. Well, we were, yeah, every, cause you guys, you, you don't, you have fiduciary liability. Mm-hmm. Like right. they come after you. That's right. And, um, and I, I, I laid it out and you guys, it was, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. I was blown away by the response of all the elders. Yeah. You know what? That was 
and, and we've talked about it before, but that was hard for my personality. Right? I, I don't look for conflict. Whenever there's conflict, I try to find a way out of it. I try to find a solution towards it or to it. And I remember listening and going, my mind is telling me there's got to be another way. How could we go about this? And God was telling me, no, that's not what you do. And I told you that. I was like, look, I just want everybody to know. Uh, I, my mind says no, but I know that God's telling me, I know that Rob is, is listening right now. And this is the move to make. And I'm so glad I listened because the last, how long have we been open now? Five months? Mm-hmm. I've never experienced anything like this. In Neither my entire I. walk, this has been the most special time of our life coming to church, it's, it's different right now. Every, and I'm telling friends yeah. that do not come to our church, you have to experience this. This is, and even worship, right? Like crazy. I have, if, so when we were at Skyline or we were at uh, Lavery. Lavery, I'd come a little late. Yeah. It's right? like, like I'd be like, oh, I'll get mu- to the music's, last song. Music's, music's the warm up. It's yeah. A, yeah it's like and like, I, I honestly wanted to get there once you started speaking, right? I cannot wait for worship right now. It, it is Micah, almost becoming the my, is on fire. It's it's insane, and everybody feels it. It's you feel what's happening right now, yeah. and it's a special moment. And I'm so thankful that we all listened. Yeah. the 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 Sunday that we were in the primary defiance of the, of the restraining order, yeah, and all those people were outside getting ready to take the citation so we could worship. Mm. And you just saw the depiction of the body of Christ with these servants out there. Yeah. They'd driven, some of them, four or five hours yeah. to surround the church so we could worship in peace. What a, what a precious yeah. depiction of Christ yeah. as a servant. And then <clears throat> we'd, we'd scheduled uh, Bryce Eddy's kids, his yeah. daughters, to do worship. And we didn't want to expose them to a citation so yeah. young. And at the last minute, we put Mike up there with a guitar. Yeah. And that, and and you know that this is going to have national coverage, yeah. and you're putting a guy with a guitar out there. Yeah, it was the best. It move. was the best worship yeah. I have ever ever experienced. Yeah, yeah. and I, it, 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 there was something very special about that day. Not only I think the Holy Spirit was was moving through Micah, but even your message. I think a lot of people expected you to have a political message. And you stuck to where we were in, in the, the Bible. Yeah. And I, I thought there was something profound about that. It, it was, it was a special day. It was. Yeah. And every day since has just been one joy after another. Yeah. Yeah. That's the good thing. I mean, there's, I, I look, I know there's a lot of challenge right now. There's a lot to complain about, but gosh, there's a lot of great things happening too. Yeah. I mean, even seeing like uh, everything going on with, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Sean Foch? Is that? Sean Foch. Foch? Yeah. Dude, that's incredible seeing all those people get together. Yeah, he's going up there in the middle of Seattle, middle of Portland. He's leading worship. Antifa coming out weeping, yeah, giving it's their heart insane. to the Lord. It's yeah. so amazing. Yeah, I was, I was with uh, Cheon's uh, kind of college minister evangelist who travels with Sean. And they're talking about how they're just, everywhere they're going, they're seeing this awakening and revival occurring. Yeah. It, this could be for the, the, the bride of Christ, the body of Christ. This could be the most critical moment in, in modern history and the ones, and I'm just going to say it to my fellow shepherds. If you're not open right now, you are missing a, an enormous move of God's spirit. Yeah. Please open it, it. I don't know any other way to tell you. I can, I can contend on the political side of it. I can do all these things, 
but really just talking with you tonight, I, I, I want them uh, to know how it, special it is. Yeah. This is what, what their heart's about. If, that, yeah. if I, and, and let me add to that. I, I, we went to a, a church with friends of ours uh, down south in Orange County, and they're doing the parking lot. And, you know, Jen and I go, and it was like, they, they weren't experiencing this. No. Right? There's something so special about right now, and I'm so thankful that our church is open because without this, we would have just been business as usual and we would have missed so much. Yeah, everybody was getting used to laying in bed with their latte. And this is the time. It's like in, in time of chaos, people search for truth. Yep. And, and also in a time where we can't be with one another, uh, there's a massive opportunity here. And, uh, you know, I, I'm on the side of if you're not seeking, you're missing it. Yeah. You know? That's coming from somebody who's digital, yeah. right? I'll do Amen. everything on social Amen. media. Yeah. It is not the same as being with somebody in real life. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll close with this. We, we've, got a, we've got a guest coming on, and I, and I don't want to spoil the story. Okay. But I'll, I'll give you a preview of it. He, he's, he and his wife go to our congregation. They're, they're brand new, and they came during the lockdown. And I'll be dedicating their little girl. I, I, I got to know this guy after getting off the Charlie Kirk crazy train, you know, all over the country. I get in late Thursday night of last week and nobody can pick me up because as you know, Molly and Kelly delivered Theodore, yeah. Yeah. uh, stillborn, yeah. my little grandson, right. Molly delivered his earth suit, but he was a short term visitor. He's with the Lord now right. and they're doing great. My, my daughter and my son-in-law are doing great, but everyone was evolved. So there's no one to pick me up at the airport and I've been gone. So they, they give this guy business in the church cause he's got a livery, you know, company, and he picks me up and I get in the car and, and he goes, how was your trip? And I'm like, good. And I, I don't really know him. I mean, he's familiar. And I go, hey, you know, I want to know about you. And he goes, you don't know about me? And I go, no. And he goes, no one told you about me. I go, no, nobody did. I, I don't know who I'm driving with. <laughs> I'm, I, and, and you're going to see this guy. And it's, it's one of the craziest stories I've ever experienced. I'm going to have him recount it all. Suffice it to say, I'm driving in the car with a convicted lifetime, life felon. He, he, he was put in prison for life. He's a felon. He's out on parole. And, and the story of how he came to Christ, I, I don't even want to spoil it. And then his wife and how they met, the story will blow you away. And I, I'm, I'm mesmerized. Yeah. I, I, I don't even want to, but you'll hear it. All as a result of being open. I get home, I, I, I don't even know what to do with myself. And I didn't just get his story, I got his wife's story because he couldn't take me all the way there. He had to switch the cars to go back and pick up another ride. And his wife took me with a daughter to, to my house and I heard her story. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> I was floored. And, and then it's late. I got to get up early to go to, to San Diego. So I drive down to San Diego and I'm at uh, Jurgen uh, Matisius' church who came here when we opened. That's right. And when he witnessed what we were doing, he went back and opened his church. Yeah. And I'm talking to all these pastors and Jurgen comes up after me and he says, I want to tell all the pastors here a story. He says, that man, he points to me, he said, I didn't know him. He didn't know me. We wanted to know what to do. We heard a church was open. We drove all the way up from San Diego, attended a service. We were so moved by what God was doing and sensed the presence of, of the spirit of, of God that we had committed to open that, that next week. We came back and opened. He said, between that first opening and the second Sunday, we fully announced it to everybody. There was a decorated Marine who had had a bad breakup with his girlfriend and didn't want to live anymore, took the gun, put it in his mouth, pulled the trigger and misfired. 
he, he, he cleared the chamber, went to do it again, and it clicked as he screamed. And it didn't work. The phone rings. It's his dad. His dad says, you, you're, I'm worried about you. Let's go to church. At which the Marine said, we don't go to church. We've never been to church. He goes, I know, but we need to. He goes, there's no churches open. He said, I heard about a church in San Diego called Awaken. Yeah, right. He goes to church, gets saved. His dad gets saved. He calls his girlfriend, says, yeah, I've changed. Right. She comes the next Sunday. She gets saved. Jurgen says, had you not opened and we had nowhere to go, he'd be dead. Unbelievable. And I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking to pastors, you, you can do this over a live stream like watching a fireplace. You can hear it, see it, no warmth. But that man needed love. Yeah. He needed a place where there was skin on the message. Yeah. And I, I, I want to just say to my fellow shepherds, open your churches. The, the spirit of God is moving. We've had no cases of COVID. And even, even if cases of COVID do occur, we already know the severity of yeah. it. Come on. Well, yeah, and I think the, the, the thing to remember too, we're gonna all come to a point where we're able to look back and see if we did the right thing or did the wrong thing. Yeah. And yeah. it's gonna be awful if, you, if this many people are looking back going, wow, I missed it. Yeah. I really missed it. That's a good word. You know? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, let's, <clears throat> we we kind of split the difference. We usually go an hour. We went 45 minutes. Great. We'll do that. We'll take That's that. That's like perfect. Yeah, we'll right? take that. Yeah. All right. Then, then we'll, <laughs> you're so much fun. <laughs> He's cool. Okay. So uh, we'll, we'll close tonight with uh, number six and I'll close with prayer, but let, let's bring up number six. And this is a blessing for you, Mikey, and also for those who've tuned in. May the Lord bless you and keep you and may the Lord make his face to shine upon you. And may he be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Lord, thank you for Mikey and for all who have tuned in. And we thank you, Lord, for this medium of social media, YouTube, and just the way in which you are moving in and through the lives of your people and touching hearts. And thank you, God, that your spirit is present as we've opened. Mm. Your, your hand is upon that. You've blessed us. And we're grateful. And we pray that all the churches would open, that your bride would be faithful to minister in this time, mm. not, not just by a screen, but with love that has skin on it. And so, Lord, please, I, I pray that you would move in the hearts of the shepherds to step forward and open their churches. Mm. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Can I give a plug before it's over? Do it. Plug it. Uh, if you're not in a home group, get in a home group. We started ours. We've been doing it for about two months. Yeah. And we have families that we just met and our relationships are, are growing faster because of this moment. And it's, it's been special. I look forward to every, we do it every other Monday. Uh, it's become a highlight. So if you're not in one, don't miss out on it. It's, it's been special for sure. The story about the guy who picked me up, the driver. He started one? He, no, he was part of a home fellowship. And that's what, I mean. Yeah, totally. That, I, I don't want to spoil it because okay, the story's I, don't so spoil crazy. It, don't spoil it. All right. Don't spoil it. Well, everybody, thank you. God bless you. And we'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you.